0: Good morning. Peace be with you. We have some announcements I'd like to direct your attention to the bulletin and the insert and let you read that. Uh, One thing I'd like to draw your uh, attention to would be the second item, marking your calendars for the annual congregational meeting. That is going to happen on Saturday, January the 18th with a lunch that is served at 11.30 a.m. and the meeting starting at 12.15. And if you have any questions or concerns, please contact a council member or come to the first part of the council meeting on Saturday, January the 11th. There will be uh, bulletins or rather postcards sent out as per our constitution alerting you of the time and the place and those things that are happening. So. That's the first part of the warning. Y'all been warned, right? Amen? Did I do that okay, Jeff? All right, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Um, We do have our midweek Advent service. This is the last one. Wednesday uh, starts at 5. We have uh, soup or meatballs, I think, are coming up this week. And uh, Uh, We are going to be continuing on and hopefully getting close to finishing up the study on the practice of the presence of the Lord, the book by uh, or written about uh, the the conversations of Brother Lawrence. So I am wonderfully, um, I almost said surprised. We had 24 people there the first night and it was raining on that Wednesday night. And we had over 20 this last week, too. So what a blessing that is as a pastor to have people willing to come in the dark and the cold on a Wednesday night and share time with each other, supper and God's prayer, the Holy Eucharist, as well as this wonderful book. So thank you to all that have come. And and there's still time to come and get a book. I got plenty of them. It'll bless you. So I invite you to that. Christmas Eve service. Please come and join us on Christmas Eve It'll be at 6 p.m. Yes, that's still Eve, early Eve, on Tuesday, December 24th. And then I'll let you read the rest of them. We have a special guest, musical guest, Nick. Thank you very much for coming and and playing for us. um, He's a blessing, very much so. So let us stand and let us sing as unto the Lord... We're going to, oh, before we do that, I need, do we have a candle lighter today? Do we have a, uh, can I have a volunteer for the, uh, writing the, lighting the Christmas wreath? I didn't take care of that. Oh, yeah. All right, so as you're playing, you can be lighting. There's three, and away we go. Thanks for such a sport. (laughs) Here we go. Please stand, let's sing. Oh, my Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father. Let us pray to the Lord.
1: Lord,
0: Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Good morning. I'm going to be channeling Jane Longino this morning. The first reading this morning is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 35 verses 1 through 10. And this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1111. 1, 1111. Isaiah chapter 35 beginning with the first verse. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance. With divine retribution, he will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. The second reading this morning is taken from Psalms, Psalm 146, and we can read that responsively. It's printed in your bulletin. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. Blessed are those who hel- whose help is in God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. Watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The The epistle this morning is taken from the book of James, chapter 5, verses 7 through 11, and this can be found in your Pew Bible on page 1885. James, chapter five, beginning with the seventh verse. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains? You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 15. It can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1512. Matthew 11, 2 through 15. When John who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and what you see, The blind receive sight, the lame walk, and those who have leprosy are cleansed, and the deaf they hear. The dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear fine clothes are the kings, are in the kings' palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, There has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist yet. Whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John and if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Be positive. The future is bright. The sky is the limit for you. Everything is going to work out for you. And it really is. It really is. This isn't only a mantra to repeat over and over again or some sort of a crutch to get by with on a tough day. This isn't the youthful optimism of a teenager who says, I'm going to be the president of the United States. Nor is this the power of positivity. And it certainly isn't some false gospel that if you believe, God will make you rich. That's not what it is. It comes from our Father who art in heaven, a God who is the God of hope. He has sent His Son to live your life, to die your death, that you may have hope. Hope in the future. Hope for a better tomorrow. Hope that you actually will be better than you were today. Hope that there will be a day when the sin you fight isn't going to drag you down. Hope for a better you for others. Hope. In the power of God to save even you, even me, from this veil of tears. Hope in the eternal life. The world around you and me says otherwise. The world says, You need to make your own reality. The world says everything is up to you. If you get better, it will be because you make it better. And you can try, but the universe is a cold place, and things don't always work out for you. The world lies to you with false hope. The world says you can do better. You are better. You can do anything all by yourself. I want you to know that I'm not looking at anybody specifically as I'm standing up here because I see some faces going I'm talking to me and I'm talking to you don't listen to the world's lies don't listen to the world's lies Satan's lies hope in yourself is failed hope You won't. You can't. You will never do the things on your own that you want. God has saved you from ever being on your own like that again. Your hope is in God. That's a real hope. That's A true hope. God is going to be good to you. He is going to make things right and good. And it's going to work out because God is going to work it out for you in Christ. He already has. Did you hear me? He already has. And it's up to him to make it good in your world. He never promises that it will be the way you want it to be. He's a bigger God than that. It will be better, though, than you and I ever could come up with on our own. It just is for the god who the god who didn't spare his own son to save me to save you the god that didn't even spare his own son will make things new for you and for me what if i fail What if I fall on my face? What if you fall on your face? Well, God will use that too. For good. You will win even in your losses, even in your sorrows. You will live even in your death That's what he did for Jesus on his cross. That's what he'll do for you. He promised. The God of hope does not, excuse me, the God of hope does the same for you. Rescues you from death and the devil. You'll see. You will see. And don't believe me. Believe Jesus. Some examples of faith. You know, people lament. I have. How long must I wait? How long? And where are you in my life, Lord? This isn't fair. It hurts. Where are you in my grief? Where are you in my illness? Where are you in my despair? Where are you in my, in my injury? The truth is, he is, and he was, always with us. That's his promise. How did Job do it? Really. How, how did Job do it? How did he remain steadfast? How? Will I remain steadfast? You know, me, myself, and I, the unholy Trinity, I complain my heart is anxious. Dad, my tongue is muted, my ears don't hear you sometimes. My body is crippled. And yet, like Job, I believe. And I confess you, Jesus. Today's Gospel Jesus answered, Go back to tell John and tell him all the things that you hear and see. The blind can see, the crippled can walk, people with harmful skin diseases are healed, the deaf can hear, the dead are raised to life, and the, God, and the good news is told to the poor. That's Matthew 11, 4 through 5. You know, there's a, a lot of gifts that we that we hope for during the Christmas season. Especially when we're Little. Do you remember back to that when you're a little one and you, you had all these dreams of what may be underneath that tree that Santa will leave you? And we have that same kind of hope for gifts during a season of trial or a season of anguish, don't we? When when I read Jesus' reply to the disciples to take back to John the Baptist, at first glance I said, That seems a little bit lacking. I said, that's not what I was hoping for. You know, I wondered if, if for a moment, if John the Baptist was at all like me, because I would be looking for things like cell doors opening. Right? I'd be looking for things like chains and shackles falling off. And, and uh, basically, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Instead, the way I looked at it, I said... <laughs> Oh, forgive me, Father. But I said, those words are kind of like getting a 10-pack of socks for Christmas when you're a kid. What a terrible pastor am I. But I thought it. And he still loves me. But here's what we know. We know that John, even though he was in prison, was hearing all about the wonderful things that Jesus Christ was doing. And he sent a message to Jesus by his friends. And he said, hey, ask ask Jesus if he's the one we're expecting or is there another one? And I've taken comfort in that before by saying, wow, if John the Baptist and no greater man born a woman could have a doubt, I'm sure it's okay if Ken does sometimes too. And then I love that thing. It's I believe, but help me in my unbelief, right? So when... They asked Jesus that question, and he answered, and he said, go back and tell them about these things. And and we know the blind can see, the crippled can walk, people with harmful skin diseases, that's the leprosy. They're healed. The deaf can hear. The dead are raised to life, and the good news is told to the poor. And the truth is, that's not bad news at all to John or to you and me. That is actually the fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah. His words reveal. His words, Jesus' words to the disciples going back to John, they reveal and confirm that he is the promised Christ. He is the Messiah spoken of through the prophet's words. That's confirmation. So let's look at it a little differently. Instead of socks, which we all need, If you were blind, what better gift could you receive than to be able to see? Once you and I were blind. If you were crippled, what better gift could you receive than to be able to walk? If you were dead, what better gift could you receive than the gift of life? If you were John the Baptist... What better gift could you receive that the words of the prophets were written, they are true. The words spoken through you were true. Jesus is God's gift to us. Jesus came to earth to give us life, eternal life. Wow, what a gift. So we say, dear God, we say, thank you, Jesus. We know that every good gift that we receive comes from you, and and the greatest gift is eternal life brought down to us through your Son. Daddy, thank you. All right, last story. I promise. Actually, no, I don't. There's, There's two short stories. little Johnny stories, because I got one. Little Johnny, he can't sleep. And he calls out, Daddy, can I come sleep with you and Mom? I'm scared of monsters. And this earthly, fleshly father said, no can do, son. I can't risk the monsters following you and getting your mom and me. Another story, i got to try to (laughs) recover from that one. Little Johnny says, Daddy, I'm scared. Can I come sleep with you and Mom? And Dad says, Pray to Jesus. He's with you. Johnny says, Yes, I know. But I need somebody with skin on. Yes, son. Come here. Come in with your mom and me. Well, today, we're like little Johnny. We want a piece of Jesus. We want Jesus with skin on so badly. And today, when we come up to the altar, his presence, we practice his presence. He's here. He's here in these simple elements. He promises his body for you, his blood shed for you. And it's a gift that we need. It's a gift of grace so that you and I may remain in him and have his blessed hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our hymn this morning after the sermon is the first Noel found on page 56. Please stand. Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Nicene Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. We believe in one God
2: As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us this morning as we worship your holy name. Thank you for sending Jesus, your only Son, our Lord, whose horrible sacrifice saved us from our sins against you, past, present, and future, and who spent his human life teaching us to know you and the love you have for all you have created. Thank you also for the Holy Spirit sent by Jesus to be ever-present with our souls to remind us constantly of Jesus' love and saving grace. Thank you, Lord, for our nation and the freedoms, rights, and privileges we enjoy. Please forgive us when we too often forget that it is only through your providence that we continue to remain as one nation under you, and that without you, we will not be one nation, but divided and will collapse as other nations before us have fallen. Thank you for Holy Scripture that clearly shows us how you discipline those who turn their backs on you. Holy Fathers, we prepare for our annual celebration of the arrival of your only son, Jesus, in human form as a baby. You know that we are easily distracted by the busyness, the noises, flashing lights, and anxiety associated with our planning activities. Like Martha in biblical times, we're more focused on the minutiae of preparations than the true meaning of Christ's arrival. We focus and worry so much about food, presents, parties, shopping, family drama, visitors arriving, and travel plans that we sometimes forget what Christmas is really about. Please don't let our hustle and bustle of activities drown out the soft sounds in our hearts of the child you sent to save us all. During this Advent season, Holy Spirit, please quiet our hearts and minds and remove the anxiety of holiday preparation and place foremost in our thoughts and in our hearts Almighty God's gift of our Savior. Please help us to remember to teach our children that is only the love of you, Holy Father, that is important, and not all the commercial distractions accompanying our celebrations. Holy Spirit, you know our innermost thoughts. You know some of us are anxious about too many obligations or family demands. You also know that some of us are incredibly lonely, depressed, or in despair because we have no obligations, or family close by, or even at all. We feel disconnected or without purpose. Holy Spirit, please send friends to help and to calm those who feel overburdened, and especially send us to those who feel empty, lonely, or without meaning in their lives. Let us show your love to those who need it most at this time of the year. As always, we thank you for children, all children in our lives who remind us of the good times of our youth. They're the best medicine for those suffering. Please guide us to protect them from all harm and to teach them your ways for a better life and a perfect eternity with Jesus. Heavenly Father, in our wonderful nation with so many blessings, we face many problems that we don't have the wisdom to solve. We need your divine wisdom to know how to address homelessness in all of its forms and causes, drug addiction, uncontrolled migration of many peoples in distress and a dysfunctional government whose elected officials seem to hate each other. We watch in horror at the anarchy and vitriol around us. Please Almighty God, save us from this bottomless pit we have dug for ourselves. Holy Father, please protect our armed forces, first responders and law enforcement officers and all who serve to protect others. We pray for your church on earth, its leaders, ministers, missionaries, and congregations of believers. Please, Holy Spirit, keep us true in our faith in Jesus our Savior. Please continue to be with our small congregation of believers and family in Jesus Christ here at Reformation Lutheran Church. Thank you especially and always for the gift of your Son, our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please stand? Pray with me. Blessed are you. You comforted your people with the promise of a Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes again to judge the world in righteousness. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. night in which our lord jesus was betrayed he took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it giving it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body given for you do this in remembrance of me and again after supper jesus took the cup and he gave thanks and then he gave it to his disciples saying take this is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, we know that as St. Paul tells us, as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now Pray together the prayer, the perfect prayer that he gave to us, our Father. Who art promises to meet us at the altar through those simple elements he promises that it is a means of grace of salvation he rescues us and makes us new through that it is a deposit on the feast that is to come and it gives us hope in a minute you uh will come up when the ushers bring you forward you may be seated Thank you. There's always hope. You hear me say it all the time. It's going to be okay. I don't know how, but I know who. We cling to his promise. We practice his presence. And we stay faithful and trusting in Jesus. Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is Angels We Have Heard on High, page 71.